Hey, how you doing? I'm Rob Haley, Vice President of Transportation for USI Insurance Services. I'm here today with Pierre Laguerre, uh, who happens to be the CEO of one of the most innovative uh, trucking companies I've seen come across the line in the past few years. And uh, Pierre, I just think we want to know a little bit about more about you and how you've done this. Thank you, Robert. Thank you for having me, man. Really appreciate it. Yes, uh, my name is Pierre Laguerre. I'm founder and CEO of Fleeting. Um, for me, is I've been in the transportation space for about 17 years, Rob. I started as a truck driver, went on to become an owner-operator. I built a staffing agency to $2.5 million in revenue under 18 months and also built a trucking company. So I think spending that time in trucking allowed me the opportunity to truly understand the pain point on multiple fronts. So this is why we decided to build a platform that's equitable, that brings value to every players in the industry, as opposed to squeezing one party and providing value to the other party. So that's what Fleeting is. That's where we exist. So you talked a little bit about this platform. So why don't you explain the platform and how it differs your business model compared to the typical trucking business model? Yes, absolutely. So for us, our platform is a marketplace that gives shippers and trucking companies access to full CDL truck drivers that can operate their trucks 24-7 around the clock. And as we all understand, the problem in the trucking industry is not that the industry cannot hire drivers, but we have a huge problem around retention. So we understand the reason that we have this retention problem is because the trucking industry doesn't provide flexibility to truck drivers. Unfortunately, this is one of the only industries you're not going to get work-life in balance. So that creates a bigger problem for the industry. No one wants to become a truck driver anymore. So it's very, it becomes very hard to find qualified drivers that want to do the job, especially in today's market. So actually, our platform gives those shippers that peace of mind or that trucking company that peace of mind to tap in a requested driver when needed. At the same time, it gives the driver the ability to create their schedule and find the times that works best for them, improve their bottom line, and spend more time with their loved ones. So on, on your platform, the drivers are able to go onto the platform and, and pick their schedules of, of when they want to work, and that's, that's really helping with your, your driver retention and, and making the uh, guys that are working for you a lot happier. Absolutely. So, yeah, so right now we're currently live in New Jersey, New York, and Pennsylvania. So once the drivers go through our vetting process, just like a DOT standard application, making sure that the MBR is good, make sure we check the driver pretty much credentials. He has to go through a drug test. We make sure that, you know, there's no um, prior accidents or ever leave the scene of an accident on, on his MVR. Once we kind of collect that information and the driver is qualified, then that driver can now create a schedule and say, okay, look, I want to work Monday through Friday, and this is the time that I'm available. However, sometimes we may have an exact match for the time that the driver wants. Sometimes it's still we have to understand from the trucking company standpoint what time did they request the driver. So drivers kind of have a buffer around what time they say they want to start. They want to start between 5 a.m. to 9 a.m. So once that customer posts the need, the drivers can see the work and can accept the job and get it completed. Now, what the drivers truly appreciate about our model is that if a driver, a driver can work two weeks straight and say, hey, look, I need a week vacation, he doesn't have to explain anything to us. He doesn't have to act like he's sick. He could just pretty much take that week off, and when he's ready, he can come back to work. And I think that's driving the retention on our platform, allowing drivers to stay, because we don't have that tied to the hip relationship just like most trucking companies do. It's very demanding. So drivers get the flexibility, and the trucking companies get the talent whenever they need them. So you're, you're gaining a lot of traction and you're having a lot of success. What do you think the biggest challenges that you've had to face to get to this point in starting a trucking company? And what can you tell other entrepreneurs like yourself that are trying to start a trucking company? What type of valuable information do you think you'd give them and best pointers? 
Yeah, no, for sure. Now, the thing is, let's be very honest here, right? Any business is going to be, it's going to come with its own sets of challenges. It's just that very unfortunate trucking challenges is totally different out of the world. So for me, running into the challenge to really, you know, getting customers to adapt to this model, getting trucking companies to change their old ways of thinking to adapt to a new way was one of the biggest challenges that we run into. But also, let's talk about, you know, the insurance aspect of this business, right? Trucking companies want to make sure that the drivers that we're providing or for shippers asking us to provide a driver and an asset, a truck, they have to make sure that we have the right insurance. And I think, once again, thanks to you by being able to educate us truly on what is the best step to take on what type of insurance that we need to have in order to build a sustainable, successful business. So I would say those two was one of the main challenges outside of raising venture capital to build our business. But those are the, some of the challenges that we ran into. So for entrepreneurs, that's really to think about, you know, building businesses. What I would say to them is that Nothing is going to be easy. It's always going to be a challenge. And I think you have to kind of accept that challenge. You have to understand why you're doing this. It has to be a burning desire because if you don't have a burning desire for what you're doing, the minute you run into some challenge, you're going to quit. You're going to walk away from it. There's a lot of different situations and different scenarios, especially as we see, um, you know, people like yourself where, you know, the insurance policies are not boilerplate. You know, there's there's no one doing what you're doing now. You know, you have a different concept than, than everyone else, and you're kind of disrupting what, you know, underwriters do in the course of a day. You know, so there, there had to be a lot of special wording and language inside of your insurance policies, and it took a little bit longer to put together. Um, I think that, and, and I know you as well, you think that, uh, you know, insurance is definitely a struggle, especially for these, these new ventures. Absolutely, especially for new owner operators, it's always going to be the challenge. And I think once again, USI Insurance was really very helpful. Your team is very uh, attentive to our issues. Whenever we have a questions, you know, you guys were there to answer that question. And I've worked with other insurance companies before, but I would say you guys, man, I definitely give you an A plus. So I really appreciate that. But on that note, I think now I, I want to ask you some questions yourself, right? Because like you said, you got your CDL when you was 21 years old. You could have run a trucking company. You could have done anything. Why the insurance industry? So, um, you know, I was a young guy and, uh, you know, I, I went to college for transportation, you know, and, and I loved everything about the trucking business. You know, I loved loading trucks. I loved driving trucks. I like dispatching trucks. But when it came to the financials behind the trucking business and figuring all of that out, um, at the time, I was, just, I was just too young. I was too young to, to understand it and, and, and run a successful operation. And I knew that. So I took a step back. Um, thought about what I really want to do, and I saw myself being a lot more valuable to other trucking companies that have been in the situation that I've been in and know how to help them out and, and have the tools and, and resources behind what I do now to be able to help other people run successful trucking companies. Great, great. So now, since you got, you're the expert in the insurance, like I said, you've been able to really help us. Now, I want to ask you this question. What is it that companies need to do to keep their insurance low? What do you think, whether it's a new entrant or existing trucking company? So I see a lot of time, especially with, uh, with smaller fleets and owner-operators, where every year they, they call several brokers and they're trying to shop their insurance, right? And uh, most of the time, especially if you're dealing with a large insurance broker, uh, we have all the same market access. So we could go to all the same carriers and come back with the same quotes. But the, the real difference is when you're dealing with a uh, top insurance brokerage, they're not just working on quoting your insurance. They're working with you side by side throughout the year on risk management to help change your risk profile. So a carrier that you get denied with every year and, and doesn't quote your insurance, uh, we're helping you 
run your company and, and help with your safety in order to make yourself qualified for those carriers that may have reasonably priced insurance. Now, on the fleet side, it differs a little bit um, because there, there has been a rise in claims and nuclear verdicts, um, and the insurance carriers are losing money every year. But there are companies that are run very well and, you know, subsidizing the insurance industry, you know, because they're, they're paying a lot in premium and they're not, they're not using any of their claim dollars. Um, so those companies, you know, that, that have their pulse on risk management and know what percentage of their claims are predictable, and there's always going to be outlier claims, but they know what they're spending on, you know, regular run-of-the-mill claims, uh, those companies can, can actually save money by taking more risk. And what do I mean by that? So, like, most smaller companies, uh, you know, have what they call the guaranteed cost insurance program, which means the insurance carrier is paying from dollar one on the liability. Uh, they might be a little bit familiar with deductibles from their physical damage aspect of insurance. Um, but as you get into larger fleets, uh, you could go into uh, high deductible plans and then captives and self-insurance um, which you can have a significant savings on your insurance cost if you have your finger on the pulse on your risk management side. So having the right company uh, procedures in place is going to be key to that. You know, having having an accident, what you do after that accident is what's going to make the difference whether that claim settles for $100,000 or a $1 million several years down the line. Because if they take that claim to court, right, the only thing you have is 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 what the driver said at that point, your pictures of your accidents and the accident report. So training the drivers on how to take the correct pictures and not just the picture of the damage, um, taking pictures from fall around the scene and what to do after an accident, who to contact um, and how to give a police report to a police officer. Those are all part of good, good practice and best, best business practices to make sure that you keep your claims as low as you can. Rob, man, you just shared a lot of information, man. I think we really need to have another show to really uh, explain to the audience in detail, you know, piece by piece, what you just mentioned, because, you know, insurance, once again, it sounds like a foreign language to a lot of people in the industry. But what I want to know is, you know, as new motor carriers, how do we understand our, what's our liability? Yeah, so as, as a new motor carrier, the insurance carriers really don't have a lot to rate you off of. You know, after a few years, you hear about people's insurance going down or up, and that's because they, they have a baseline of, of kind of how you're operating as a company. You know, when you go through inspections, um, they're going to be looking at your safety scores, they're going to be looking at your losses, and, and they're going to be looking at really kind of how you're running your company. And as a newer company, they don't really have anything to base you off of besides your, your MVR, you know, and, and the truck that you bought. So they don't know if you know how to run a company yet. So your rates as a new venture are going to be higher. That being said, if you're running a good company and you're having good inspections and, you, and you're not having accidents, um, you know, after a few years, other insurance carriers are going to have a lot more to rate you off of, so you'll be eligible for a lot of carriers that have more reasonably priced insurance. So what I hear is pretty much making sure that you understand pre-trip, making sure that you hire the right talent, making sure that the drivers are well-trained, to make sure that safety is always top of the list, to make sure that in due times, you can minimize your insurance. Is that correct? 
Yeah, absolutely. You know, the, the past few years, insurance carriers actually changed how they, they rate insurance policies. Um, they're actually looking at safety first and foremost. Uh, most insurance carriers are looking at the uh, Central Analysis Bureau software cab, um, which gives a real detailed overview of your company and all of your inspections. Um, and then they're looking at your loss runs and then they're looking at your drivers, where in years past, they would look at your loss runs first. So it's, it's, it's really a big shift on how insurance companies are using their rating methodology to come up with those rates for, for new ventures and, and trucking companies. So safety should be on the top priority of every trucking company right now. Got it. Now, with all a lot of technologies that's really coming up in your, especially in the transportation industry, what do you think that trucking companies can do? What type of data that we can start pulling to provide better insight to those insurance companies to come up for better pricing for motor carriers? I know there's a lot of, you know, a e-log device and truck, but what is it that, what key point data you think uh, companies should build to share with those insurance um, companies? So if, if you're planning on building a fleet, um, you know, data is king. So uh, a lot of people are using uh, telematic systems inside their trucks right now uh, with camera systems. And, and that's really helpful to us because most of the time what we find is it's not the trucker's fault, you know, in an accident, you know. So we really want to make sure that we, we have all that data so that we can prove those claims in court are not the truckers and try and get those claims settled for a lot lower amounts. And having that data along with the hard braking and hard stopping and where the trucks are going um, is really gonna help the underwriters get a clear picture of your operation. And it's also gonna help you with safety. If you see a truck that um, is having you know hard braking issues, um, you're not only gonna save money on uh, on teaching that driver how to correctly break the truck, um, you're gonna save money on maintenance, you're gonna save money on accidents, and you're really just gonna have an overall better uh, you know, spend on everything because it's also gonna affect your insurance rates. You know, that's, that's the least of it. Got it, very true. Now let's speed this up a little bit, right? Because I know we, we're in the midst of a uh, pandemic and as we understand, the driver shortage is not getting any better, right? The industry is really right now tight for capacity. And for me, one thing is I always try to educate truckers is to think like an entrepreneur. Stop thinking like a truck driver. Put the entrepreneur hat on. You know, build that relationship with that shipper or whether it's a broker. Like, you know, really, really think like an entrepreneur. So we've seen there's a lot of trucking companies coming in the industry. A lot of, um, from what I've heard, so many authority have been issued this year alone. So that means there's a lot of new trucking companies coming in. A lot of truck drivers is coming in. Now, what, from your own mouth, and please explain to me, what is the pros and cons of you getting your own authority as an owner-operator or you running under um, another trucking company or another 3PL? What's the pros and cons in doing that? So there's pros and cons to each being being an owner operator, running under your own authority and running under someone else's authority. If you're running under someone else's authority and they're an established fleet, um, you could probably pay a lot less in insurance because as an owner operator, the only thing that you'll need is non-trucking liability and probably physical damage on your own tractor um, versus having a lot more expensive insurance policy with primary auto liability, cargo, and physical damage and general liability. You know, so there's a lot more coverages that would be involved running under your own authority versus leasing on to another company. We talk about the driver shortage all the time. And I think one thing I want to stress out to the, you know, to the audience is this, you know, the reason I think the problem of driver shortage has become so much more of a bigger problem now is because we live in a world where anyone can go drive Lyft, anyone can go drive Uber, right? Why would anyone become a truck driver and spend 30, 40 days on the road and only seeing their family twice a month 
and then have to get right back on a road. So I think for me, that's one of the main things that's actually driving the driver shortage. Nobody wants to become a truck driver anymore in, in today's age. So for us, our model really kind of, you know, give drivers that flexibility. We want to show them exactly how to become an entrepreneur so we can start bringing a new generation of truckers into the industry. Now, what do you think we should do as motor carriers ourselves or as trucking companies when we're thinking about bringing new drivers that just obtained their CDL into the industry? And what should we think about when it comes to the insurance? So we do a lot of driver profiling and figuring out what drivers are, are more likely to cause accidents. And, uh, and when it comes to newer drivers, um, you know, what we found in a lot of our data is that they may not actually be the most unsafe people on the road, you know, uh, and, and it, it really all depends on the fleet and the training. But what we see a lot of times is newer drivers are actually a lot more careful. It's like when I first got my license and I was driving a car, you know, my hands were at 10 and two. I was nervous. I was always looking out. Now I got one hand on the steering wheel and I'm looking <laughs> around and I'm changing the stereo station. And, uh, you know, and, and I'm not paying as much attention as I probably should be. You know, so um, newer drivers are not necessarily a bad thing. A lot of insurance uh, companies feel differently and their data shows differently. Um, so if you do hire newer drivers, you definitely want to make sure that you have the right procedures in place and training. I know a lot of people, they, uh, they only let their drivers drive in, uh, you know, class B trucks for the first number of years. Then they move them over to, uh, to pups and they're not allowed to drive full trailers for a year or two. And then finally move into tractor trailers, um, where other companies, you know, they'll give them a uh, 53 and say, go from New York to California and we'll, we'll see you next week. Um, so there, there's, there's a lot that needs to be talked about as far as training and, and really looking at the data and, and what type of drivers you're hiring. Absolutely. I mean, I, I see that we're running out of important part, right? So, yep. I see that we're running out of time here, but I really wanted to ask, like, you know, as far as that, like, do you, cause I think the, the, the insurance industry is going to play a major role of bringing new generation of truck drivers into the industry, right? Because that's one thing you can go out there and recruit. 10,000 new drivers, but a lot of times, you know, companies are asking drivers have to have at least a minimum of two years of experience or maybe one year of experience. And what is it that you think the insurance industry can do to actually leverage that and actually give trucking company a break to allow to hire new drivers? Because if we know those costs are uh, very high when a driver has no experience. And this is the last question. Yeah, so, you know, as a, as a newer driver, there's certain insurance carriers that are okay with that risk. Um, where other insurance carriers, that their data is showing them that, you know, they can't charge enough money to have those drivers go on their policies. So it really all depends on what carrier you're with and where you are as a company. So if, you know, if you want to pay a little bit more for insurance, there are options for, uh, you know, CDL drivers without any experience and, you know, being able to add them to the policy and having that flexibility. Whereas if you're a really established carrier and, uh, you know, you have a very, very low price per unit, the insurance carrier may not be okay with that. And you may be able to change carriers to a carrier that's a little bit more flexible. But once again, your, your pricing is going to reflect on that usually. Thank you, Robert. Really, man, really appreciate it. I think this was a great conversation. Thank you, Furway, for having us here. And once again, I just want to leave some message out there for the entrepreneurs, anyone in trucking. One quote that I live by myself is the best thing ever invented to mankind is another 24 hours. As long as we have another 24 hours, we can learn, we can adapt, and we can always get better. So hopefully, I wish everyone good luck 
everyone in trucking. Let's keep trucking. Let's keep doing what we do. The country depends on us. So let's make it happen, man. We have a moral obligation to keep this um, country running, and I'm proud to be a part of it.